Good morning, good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorfer speaking. Pastor here at Radio Missions, First Baptist Church of Algiers, where we used to be in New Orleans because of Katrina. We were relocated, and I just hardly ever mention it. We're about 100 miles from New Orleans, a little over an hour, about an hour and a half drive in Walker, Louisiana, which is also located about 15 miles east of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, on I-12, right out of Baton Rouge. And uh, where the old Trailblazer was born and raised out here on the Strawberry Patch, and it's just good to be back with you folks at this time. Getting ready now to get back under the load, me and old Dan. And uh, someone wrote me and said, why don't you tell folks where you are now out of New Orleans? So we're about 15 miles east of New east of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. About 100 miles, 90 miles from New Orleans where we used to be. And we're out in the country, but it's the town's growing so fast now you can't keep up with it. And uh, I'm just happy to be back with you folks. We're bringing you these studies now on uh, faith healing true and false, and we're going to get back in that study today. We were looking in our last study that the use of medicine does not dishonor God, and it's not a sin to use medicine. We've been there two or three studies, and we're going to pick it back up there today. I want to call your attention to a verse of Scripture found there in Colossians 4, 1-4. Uh, the Apostle Paul, many of you swear by Apostle Paul. Well, here's Brother Paul speaking. He says, Luke the beloved physician, and Demas, that was another one of his helpers, greet you. Now, why does the Apostle Paul say the beloved physician? Luke was a doctor. He was one of Paul's fellow servants, fellow travelers. They traveled. He went with Paul everywhere he went, and he spoke to him, spoke of him as the beloved physician. Oh, my friend, isn't it good this day and time to have a good uh, doctor that you can go to and, and uh, see him when you can and and, and don't you appreciate him? If you go to your doctor and he's been a good doctor to you, tell him how much you appreciate him. Because he's, uh, some, back when I was a kid, the doctor uh, delivered all the babies in my family. And then after that, we had a sore throat and a cold. He came out to the house and mopped our throats and all of that. He was a beloved physician. Old Dr. Murray. We all loved him. And he's gone on now to his reward. But listen, why would the Apostle Paul speak and describe Luke? by his profession as a beloved physician, if that would dishonor God. If being a doctor dishonors God, why would Paul say that? Look, he put his stamp of approval upon physicians and the use of medicine. If the use of means and the calling of a physician, physician is unscriptural, then the writings of Isaiah and Paul are not inspired, and they were ignorant of the scriptures. Who would question the inspiration of the writings of Isaiah and the Apostle Paul, but an ignoramus, but someone who is ignorant and not aware. Yes, I believe in praying for the sick. We do that here. It's not a, it's not a Sunday goes by, not a Saturday goes by at our Saturday prayer services, and a Sunday goes by on our evening service. We have prayer service. We pray for the sick. We name off on our 11 o'clock service here. We name off a dozen or so who's on the sick bed, some from just minor sickness, others to serious sickness with uh, terminal disease. We pray for them. We pray for them. And then we ask that the Lord's will be done. And if they pass on, go on to be with the Lord, that's the Lord's will. Not It's not because we fail to pray for them, no. But listen, we believe in praying for the sick. And I believe many in many instances God healed directly in answer to our prayers here. So I asked you, I know we have praying people in our audience because I hear from you. So when you go to service Sunday night, we usually, most 
Most Protestant churches have prayer service on Sunday night. I hope yours do. Would you ask the leader there, the pastor, or the deacon, or, or what, who a youth leader, whoever leads your prayer service, ask them to pray for the old trailblazer, would you? Pray for my health, and then pray that I'll be true to God's word. That's right. Just true to God's word day in and day out. And I won't mis- misquote the scriptures, and I won't make a, 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 a error or boo-boo that would cause somebody to heartaches. No, I don't want to do that. I have folks accuse me of things. They write me a two, two or three, five, six-page letter quoting scriptures that I misconstrued, but I, I read them and look at them, and I don't see where I was wrong. But if I was, I asked the Lord to, to forgive me. Now, let's look at this question. And I know it's uh, on people's heart. Is the use of medicine of Satan? Some folks say it is. Some folks say it is. Some will tell you that the use of medicine is only of the devil and therefore sin. But let me say frankly to you, my friend, we do not rob God of his glory by the use of medicine for the recovery of our bodies from sickness and disease, and the use of medicine is not satanic. It's God-honoring and God-glorifying just as much as if he healed directly. Did you ever stop and think? We have world-renowned physicians, world-renowned scientists, world-renowned uh, folks who develop medicine. Just think of that, that man who, who developed the vaccine for polio. Don't you know the man gave, the, the Lord gave that man the knowledge how to do that? Have you ever thought, have you ever just thanked the Lord for him? Oh, my friend, that, that's not satanic. That's not of Satan. The Lord gave that man that grace, gave him the education, gave him the mind to study and to experiment with, with those things in a laboratory somewhere and come up with every day. Now you find a new medicine, a new drug. That's all of the Lord, my friend. That's not of Satan. Don't be foolish. Don't be, don't be uh, carried away with those things. But listen, listen, I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. Now you get it. When you come to die, all your faith, all your praying, all your medicine, all your drugs will not keep you this side of eternity. When it came, listen, listen, when it comes time to bid us goodbye, nothing the doctor could do, nothing the doctor can do, all of our praying could restore. No, all of our faith will not raise people up. When your time comes, and uh, this one lady we were speaking of said, the Lord has called me, and I'm going home. Now, how many have I stood by their bedside? And they say, Pastor, Trailblazer, I'm ready to go home. And, and some of them think I'm mean, think I'm understanding them to mean to their uh, home here on this earth. No, he said, not that. I'm ready to go home to be with the Lord. I'm ready to go see the Lord. Oh, my friend. Now, to a prejudiced mind, the one who's built up this theory, listen, maybe I'm a fool. Maybe I'm a fool, but an open mind and one who wants to know the word will say, thank you for calling my attention to the scriptures. And listen, true teaching of God's word. I know that there are doctors, and surely there are then doctors, just like preachers, then there are preachers. But I praise the Lord for good doctors and good nurses. Oh, some of my friends are doctors, my best friend. Listen, and I appreciate them. Listen, uh, if I, had, uh, if I had to go on, I'd be like some of the old preachers of I known, just like Dr. DeHaan. He was a medical doctor. 
years before he ever went into the ministry, and he he joined the two of them together. They're they're interested. Oh, but listen, listen, you can't separate them. Now, uh, let's look at another question. Is sickness ever the will of God? Now, you, you want to listen to this? You want to perk up your ears and listen? Is sickness ever the will of God? Let me ask you this. Have you ever heard, have you ever heard anybody else go, go this deep into the study of God's Word and bring these questions to your mind? In speaking, listen, in speaking to individuals, I've asked this question. Do you not think that sickness is often God's will and sin of God? And folks will say, no, for diseases of every kind is the devil's work, and his work can never be God's will. Then another question, do you mean to say that all diseases are Satan's work? And he comes back and says, yes, for if there had been no sin, there would have never been any disease. Oh, my friend, but listen, but does disease never come from God? And the answer is no. This is the average individual answering you. It cannot come from God because he's pure and disease is unclean. These questions will make you think, won't they? Let me ask you this question. Is Satan the author of sickness, disease, and death? The answer of some would be yes. But let's turn to God's word and read there in 2 Samuel twelve fifteen. Now you take note, will you? And, and Nathan departed unto his house, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David, and it was very sick. The scripture says here, the Lord, not Satan, struck the child, and it was very sick. Now let's turn to Second Kings 15, and we find these words. And the Lord smote the king so that he was a leper unto the day of his death. Here we find that the Lord, not Satan, the Lord smote the king so that he was a leper. You turn there to Second Chronicles 26.20, you will find that it says, The Lord smote Uzziah the king, and he was a leper until the day of his death. Who smote him? The Lord. Not Satan. Not Satan smote him. Then if you would turn over to the Acts of the Apostles, where many of you run there to find justification, you will find that Herod on his birthday gave a great speech, and the Lord smote Herod with a disease and the worms ate him up. Ate him up. God did it, not Satan. And here's something that's going to astound you. Yes, it's true that sin came through Satan, but Satan is not the author of sickness, disease, and death. Now you hold that. Satan is not the author of sickness, not the author of disease, not the author of death. Now get this truth. Sickness, disease, and death are God's ordained penalties for sin. It was God, not Satan, who said, the wages of sin is death. It was God, not Satan, who said, in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now get this truth. Sin and its penalty do not have the same author. The criminal is the author of the crime, but the government is the author of the penalty. That man, listen, listen, man. Would you get that statement? Oh, but listen. Satan is the author of sin, but God is the enforcer, the author and enforcer, of the penalty. Now, don't be deceived, my friend. Don't let error and half-truths which lead to such false teaching. Let me say that Satan's snare baits today are subtle mixtures of truth and error to deceive. And Satan has a power of tempting to sin, but God's penalty for sin is death. Now, you get this truth. 
Satan cannot touch one of God's children, neither his property nor his family, except God grant him the permission. Now, I tell you, my friend, we'll pick that up in our next study. It's interesting, isn't it? Now, let me remind you this. All of these notes on divine healing, true and false, we have them in print. We'd be glad to send them to you free and postpaid if you would only ask me. And we have in the book on demon possession by Pastor Shelton printed in book form, and we'll be glad to send that to you. It's going to cost 2 or $3. But let me ask you something. Would you just pray for the old trailblazer that I'll stick, stick with, thus saith the Lord? Thus saith the Lord. Oh, my friend, what a day that we're living in. Would you, would you just ask the Lord for me? And then, if you would, help me with the broadcast. Remember my mailing address, the Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And uh, my website, radiomissions.org. Goodbye, and God bless you. <music>